Hello there, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Norton. Here in episode 33, I'm going to continue my conversation with Lindsay Brian Podvin of Mind Money Balance. And today we'll be chatting about the seven signs of a bad business coach. Let's get started. Have you been wanting to start your private practice, but you can't seem to take that first step? Maybe you're afraid of failure or lack confidence, or maybe the idea of running your own practice is overwhelming. I'm Cindy Norton, owner of Mountain Practice Journeys, and I help therapists and counselors to love the business side of private practice. I'll share with you practical skills and advice, along with a healthy dose of inspiration so that you can be on your way to the practice of your dreams. Put on your hiking boots and let's get going. If you haven't yet listened to episode 32, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I begin my conversation with Lindsay on the four signs of a good business coach. Now let's get back to my conversation with Lindsay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm back again this week with Lindsay Brian Podbin of Mind Money Balance, and we're continuing our conversation about business coaches. So last week, we talked about the four signs of a good business coach, and today we're going to dig into the seven signs of a bad business coach. So welcome back, Lindsay. Thanks. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything before we dig into the topic of these red flags? I'm just so glad we're doing it because as we were wrapping up last time, the listeners probably heard me be like, oh, and this, and this, and this. And like, thank God there's a part two so we can talk about what to look out for. Perfect. Yeah. Let's dig into number one. All right. Um, So the first red flag for me is that they're, they don't have any experience beyond coaching. This is the like, circular, where does it start? Where does it end nonsense? It's like, I have, my dog is right next to me. So that's the example I'll use. I can walk my dog. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to teach you how to walk your dog. It's like running coaches who teach runners how to coach others, dog walkers who teach you how to become a dog walker. It's like the people who are just kind of filling in um, and just kind of going in these cyclical moves. My friend Meg Keen, who owns a practical wedding, she says, and I'm paraphrasing here, she's like, these types of coaches are the ones who are like snakes eating their own tails, teaching others how to eat their own tails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That really resonated with me because there's so many people out there that are just doing the same thing. And you're like, but, but wait, what, what do you actually do outside of coaching? What gives you the, like, what, what experience do you have in doing this thing? Right? Like you do website design. (laughs) Let's say you were just like, I do website design, but you'd never designed your own website. Like what? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense versus, Hey, I taught myself how to do this. It was so important to me. I loved it. Turns out I'm actually pretty good at it. Now I can help you. That's very different than just like, I think this is going to make some money. So I'm going to start a TikTok account and hopefully people find me. Uh huh. Yeah. And thinking about the website, I painstakingly built my very first website because I wanted mm-hmm. to teach and it was excruciating. I yes. finished it. I was so proud of it. And when it came time to open up my second business, I'm like, oh, I know how to do this. And I got so excited about it. And I found so much joy designing my yes. second one. And I'm like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. Ready for number two? Yes. Yeah, so number right. two 
is this one you and I are also in agreement on because I listened to your one on whether or not therapists should so, show prices on their website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the second thing that is a red flag, in my opinion, from a business coach is they don't put their prices somewhere that is clear for you to see. Mm-hmm. They force you to get on a call with them. You have to jump through a million hoops to figure out the prices. To me, pricing is a form of consent. And we have to honor that the clients that like the clients who want to work with us know what they can and cannot afford. And I want that of the people that I'm going to hire for coaching. I want them to say, this is how much I charge for this service. Here is what you'll get. Mm -hmm. Now, the asterisk here is like for custom work or for speaking engagements. Those prices are going to have to vary depending on a million other things. But again, you can be transparent about like, you know, speaking engagements usually run from this to this. But when we're talking about hiring a coach, I want to see their prices there because as a person who's been behind the curtain and been taught some of these really unhelpful coaching methods, the idea is that the coach gets you on the call, they pull um, out your pain point, and then they say something that sounds like, wouldn't any amount of money be worth it to pay to have your problem solved? And at that point in time, you are so worked up. You're so stressed out. You've just spilled your heart to this person. And they're telling you, I have the solution. It's right here. And you're like, oh shit, I need it. I need the solution. And you end up buying it. And then there's a buyer's remorse and it's really uncomfortable. And I feel like if that's what they're doing at the jump, what else are they going to be sketchy about behind the curtain? So to mm-hmm. me, I want to see prices. I think it's a red flag anytime a business coach hides their price. Exactly. And I love that you mentioned about the custom services. And I think even just putting a range, I don't care yes. if the range is $5 to $500, right. at least you know, um, right. exactly. instead of it being hidden. Yes, absolutely. Um, so the third thing is, I kind of hinted at this the last time we chatted, But the third thing that I worry about when I see a business coach is they're talking about things like hustling, taking big risks, and using abundance mindset in really, really harmful ways. These types of coaches tend to ignore things that are so important for us as humans, like rest, God forbid, (laughs) like the realities of taking a big risk like actual real financial fears. Yes, there is a value in temporarily like hustling, whatever you think that is. There is a value in investing. There is a little risk in investing in a coach, but a red flag business coach won't allow you to think about these things with nuance, right? Um, And the, the example I always give for this is that to find that growth zone to make change, I think about it like being in a yoga class. I have notoriously tight hips and pigeon always has me grinding my jaw and my teeth. But I think about the growth zone when I'm in pigeon pose, when it's a touch uncomfortable, but I can still breathe. I'm okay. I feel that like juiciness in the stretch, but I don't feel pain. Mm-hmm. That's where a good business coach should meet you, which is like, hey, what do you need? Here's where we'll take you. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but a bad business coach is going to push you right past that. And to use this stretching analogy, they're going to come behind you and pigeon and press your chest or your back down to the floor. So your chest is on the floor. And that could like, you know, 
pull your low back, tug on your hips, really hurt something. And that's what a lot of business coaches do is they use fear and they try and manipulate you and say, no, 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 fear is good. And it's like, no, yes. And no fear is good. And that it tells us something is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Discomfort is very different than pain. And so I think it's really important that a red coach business, or I'm sorry, a red coach. I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) Hung twister. A red flag business coach is going to tell you garbage, like push past discomfort instead of sit with and breathe into the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perfect. Love that. Yeah. So the fourth thing is the unreplicable or dated methods. And we hinted on how a good coach doesn't do this the last time we chatted. So this is not just the my way or the highway coach. This is also somebody who is using something that used to work in the internet five, seven, 10 years ago. Internet years, something that's five, seven, or 10 years old (laughs) might as well be like you driving a Model T down the road. It doesn't work anymore. So if somebody is telling you, you have to do this, but you're like, "Mm, that feels a little dated and weird. If you feel that and you're the one hiring them, then there's a good chance that it's, it's done. Um, so like, I know this is going to be unpopular, but I'll say it now. I don't care, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so for a long time, even now, um, I see a lot of people doing free master classes that are really just sales pitches. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against a sales pitch, but I believe in transparency. So yeah. in the event that I'm ever doing a free training and I'm going to pitch something, I always, always say it at the beginning. I'll say, FYI, I'm going to teach you these three things. At the end, I'm going to spend three minutes talking about coaching with me. If you want to hop off the call, then that's totally fine. Just wanted to give you fair warning, right? There's an ethical way to do it. And there's a sleazy way to do it. Um, So that I think is, is like an old school tactic that is still used all the time. Um, I have seen coaches say that like the best way to grow, like your engagement and your Instagram following is to go live every day or to do 90 TikToks in 90 days. And it's like, "Mm." that just feels really, really gross. So if they have methods that are really hard to replicate, like for me, making 90 TikToks in 90 days would be almost impossible. For me, going live on Instagram for 30 days straight would be almost impossible. Like if they're saying this is the only way to do X, that's a red flag for me. Yeah. And I think you, if you want to do your lives for a month, like a 30 day challenge or whatever, have some purpose behind it instead of, I just need to check mark this, that I've went live you know, 30 times this month. I mean, what's that going to do? Just checking that box versus if you have a real plan for it and, and what that's going to do for your business. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Which leads me into the fifth red flag, which is that they promise income results. And the reason that red flag business coaches promise income results is because as consumers, we've been trained to have some sort of money back guarantee when we purchase something. The difference is when you're hiring a coach, just like when you're hiring a therapist, you are working with them for their skills, knowledge, expertise, their intellectual property to use some like jargony terms. You're not hiring them to be able to say, do these three things and overnight you'll be a success. Because again, that assumes a one size fits all approach, which negates the reality that we're all humans and we want to show up in different ways. So any sort of like income guarantee is, 
you know, it has, it has the hair on the back of my neck stick up a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Which leads me into the sixth thing, which a lot of red flag business coaches will put contracts in that don't allow you to air your grievances. Mm, that's and why, why, you know, that's my first question. Why totally. would you want to do that? <laughs> totally. And I, before I say anything else, I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. Please consult with an attorney before taking anything that I'm saying about <laughs> contracts. Talk to somebody else who has the ESQ behind their name. I don't have that. I have an LMSW. So here's the thing. My understanding, again, in my social work <laughs> area of knowledge, is that there are these things that people put into clauses called non-disparagement clauses. Non-disparagement clauses reportedly in the coaching world are just what we do to protect ourselves. Mm -mm. A non-disparagement clause in a coaching contract is like saying, you may not saying anything bad about me ever, even if the bad thing that you're saying I did actually happened, you can never say anything negative about me. Mm -hmm. So that is what a non-disparagement clause is. Um, So those are pretty... I don't want to say standard, but I I've seen them a lot. And I think it's like lawyers put them in there as like boilerplate, but what it prevents somebody from doing is saying like, Hey, I actually didn't have a great time working with you. You actually didn't provide me with the things I thought you would provide me with. And I have nowhere to go. I can't like tell my friends who want to join your program that it was kind of a load of garbage. I also can't like go on to Yelp and say, this wasn't great. If you see this clause in a contract, I think it's totally fair to do what you just did, Cindy, which is say, can you tell me more about why this clause is in there? And if they can't reasonably answer it, ask yourself whether or not you're willing to work with someone who can't explain something that's in their contract. Exactly. And that is basically saying you can't even tell your best friend about your experience in their program like that. That sounds a little crazy to me. Mm hmm. Yeah. So if they're putting non-disparagement agreements in there, um, NDAs, like, you know, non-disclosure agreements in there, there's, I I think it's fair to just ask, why do you have this in there? And if they get sketchy about it, if they get prickly about it, I think you have your answer. And maybe they do have a really good reason. Maybe they had somebody who like slandered them and then moving forward, their lawyer said, you have to put this in there. I don't know, but they should be able to answer it. Definitely. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And the last red flag is how, (laughs) I'm sorry, I just get really like fired up about this topic. The last red flag for me is like this um, Willy Wonka-esque path to working with them and accessing them, meaning they emphasize the value of you spending more and more money on them to get more and more results. So instead of just come into my group coaching program. I'll teach you what you need to know about the three things that I teach about. They say, come on in. They're a little loosey goosey about what's in there. Then they're not really in the group. It's like an assistant of theirs teaching. And then you're like, Hey, where's the coach? Oh, well they're behind, you know, (laughs) this, this weird door. What's the, what's the the wizard on the wall? Oh, I was just thinking of the wizard of Oz. Like (laughs) we're just like behind this door. Yeah. I'm getting all of my movie metaphors <laughs> clearly mixed up. I was thinking of like snozberries and the small doors and the <laughs> spiraling stuff. 
Anyway, if anybody's still listening after this, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> so anyway, you get into the program, they're nowhere to be found. And they say, well, actually, if you really want to work with Lindsay, you have to pay even more money to access her. So they do like this little sketchy bait and switch where you think you're working with them, but you're really working with a member of their team. And there's nothing wrong with saying with working with a coach who says I'm available one day a month. The other three days, these modules are taught by my colleagues or my coworkers or whatever, but they have to be transparent about it. It's this thing that drives me nuts where they're like, come on in, but actually I'm not here. You have to spend more money to access me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really shady. And I know that that does happen. And I know that, yeah, people aren't really upfront about exactly what's included and it's really Mm -hmm. vague. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think it's important to get um, clarity on what am I getting for this money and have it, have it spelled out. Totally. And you know, the reason that these red flags are here is because I've been on both sides of them in that I've been in coaching programs where this stuff has happened, or people want to work with me and they're asking me these questions. And I'm like, where is this question coming from? Like, for example, I've had, I've had people say, how many times do you actually teach in your group coaching program. And I'm like, what do you mean? How many times do I actually teach every time? And then I found out that they were like, well, I joined a group in the past and that actually didn't happen. So I wanted to make sure you're actually the one teaching. You're not just like the face or the name or the whatever. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. I know. You know, so some of it comes from my experience and some of it comes from clients coming to me who've had this stuff happen to them. Yeah. And I think it's important to know what's live as well. Like mm-hmm. the access instead of pre recorded content or different things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, again, like you said, pre recorded content is perfectly fine. But if I think I'm getting a live program and it's 110 modules that I have to dig through, that's very different. Not to mention, we're on month 135 zillion of the pandemic. <laughs> and I think most of us are kind of missing out on just our self-motivation right now. So joining something like a self-paced course just might be a little bit harder right now. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that it can't happen, but I think you also have to know yourself before you join a coaching program. That's mostly pre-recorded modules that they say, Hey, these are mostly pre-recorded modules. We do two live coaching sessions a month. Cool. But like you said, just be transparent about it. Mm -hmm. And I think what you mentioned earlier about being really clear about what you want and how you learn Mm -hmm. best and the type of program you're looking for. Because I know for me, as an introvert and highly sensitive therapist, I really value deep one-on-one conversations Mm -hmm. and I will not join any program that I don't have some one-on-one coaching. That's just one of my, one of my boundaries. And that is becoming less and less available because of Mm -hmm. scaling and you know, putting people in groups and increasing profits. And, and I understand why it's a great marketing way of doing things, uh, but it's, it's not what I'm looking for. I think, so I think getting really clear on how do you best learn from a coach Mm -hmm. and look for a coach that offers that type of format. Yeah. And same for me, like I, I'm okay with a group setting, but I was like on the fence about joining this other program, just about like kind of finding rest and finding joy. I'm like, Oh, it sounds so good right now. I need both of those things, but it was hosted on Facebook and there's nothing wrong with Facebook, except for me, it's 
I come from small town, middle America. I'm just going to see a bunch of garbage. It's going to stress me out and send my blood pressure through the roof. I don't want to be on that platform at all. I blocked it. I deleted it back in February. I've never been happier in terms of like my social media (laughs) mental health. So even though I really, really, really wanted to join that person's program and everything looked so good, I was like, I cannot compromise going back onto that platform because I know how hard it will be on my mental health. Mm -hmm. So you just have to know yourself. Perfect. Yeah. I love that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add in about these red flags that we've went over? Yeah. I hope I didn't scare anybody away. <laughs> I think this is just more like informed consent when you're hiring a coach because a good coach can make a huge difference. I've hired coaches. I will likely continue to hire coaches who've helped me with everything from like marketing to streamlining a plan to helping me kind of come up with a social media content creation process. It's made my life so much easier when I hired a good coach and try. I mean, the realities will make mistakes. You might end up hiring a coach that isn't a good fit. It's probably not the end of the world, but at the same time, if you can avoid some of that heartache, then, then please do, but don't, don't take these seven red flags as like, Oh, all coaches are bad. It's just like how us therapists go. Well, not all therapists are bad or not. Everybody's, you know, a Freudian psychoanalyst, like, don't worry. There's more of us out there. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I think these, um, the tips that you've given between good and bad, it gives people that are looking for a coach, just questions that they can ask, and they may be able to find this out on a quick little call with the coach or, or just on their website, they may have addressed all of these things and you're going to feel really comfortable reaching out to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being here today and sharing this awesome information. Um, so let everyone know how they can find out more about you. Of course, my business is called Mind Money Balance, M-I-N-D. You can find me at mindmoneybalance.com on Instagram at mindmoneybalance. And my podcast is also of the same name. All right. Thanks again. Thanks, Cindy. During each episode, I'll be giving you one small takeaway, action step, or mindset shift. I call these acorns. Listen to episode zero to get the scoop on what the acorns are all about. The acorn from this episode is, in addition to noticing the red flags of a bad business coach, trust your gut and intuition when you're in the market for a coach, and ask plenty of questions when you're considering spending money on a program or package. This acorn is building upon the acorn from last week about doing your research and finding who you connect with. But I think that there's an additional step, and that's when it comes time to purchase a program or package from a coach. Just because you connect with their marketing doesn't mean that you'll love their program or offerings. Although most business coaches that I know are really authentic, transparent, and there are no surprises when you enroll in a program, there can be some instances where some flashy, expensive marketing campaign lures you in and your experience turns out to be not what you expected. Really good marketing can pull you in and you may have a different experience once you have turned over your money. So this is just a reminder to ask questions, have a consultation with the coach to ensure a good fit, and get the details of the program or package in writing so that you know what you're entitled to. As I outlined in episode zero, I'll be alternating between a fun fact and what I'm digging segment with each new episode. What I'm digging for this episode is my paper planner. This may seem a little lame to some of you, but I honestly get so excited when I order my fresh new paper planner for the year. I don't do any of the fancy planners with all the bells and whistles. I like mine to be really simple, just like my business. I'll share a link to the planner I'm using for 2022 in the show notes. 
This year, I'm especially excited because I've been doing my business planning by the moon phases for a while, and this natural shift in planning has been a total game changer for my business and my life. I just received my new 2022 calendar, and it was such a joy to go through the calendar and mark off my deep work and rest week during the phase of the new moon. There's something so special and sacred about thoughtfully creating intentional space to deeply care for yourself and your business in a nurturing way. In Forest Mind, we'll be digging deep into business planning with the moon phases. I hope you'll join us. Enrollment begins on November 1st, but you can get on the interest list by visiting mountainpracticejourneys.com slash forestmind. Thank you so much for joining me today on your private practice journey. If you would like to learn more about Lindsay and the wonderful work she is doing at Mind Money Balance, please visit her website at mindmoneybalance.com or follow her on Instagram at mindmoneybalance. For episode 34, I'll be hosting a Halloween special episode where I talk to you about how to manage fear on your private practice journey. In the meantime, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. There's no way you can know how much it means to me that you choose to join me here as I share all things related to private practice. Please subscribe so you don't miss a step. For more information about this episode, visit the show notes page at mountainpracticejourneys.com slash podcast. I truly appreciate you trailblazers. Your mountain is within reach. Journey on.